Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, episode 136. My name is Brandon. Oh, this is the Sportive Podcast. And with all my, the standard crew is here. With, that's John. Hi, John. You know, we're, we're all together so rarely these days. Can this really be said to be the standard crew? As standard as it gets, but still not. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is nice to have everybody back in the fold. Also, here is Stu. Yo, this Steve. Love it. Love it so much. And uh, the birthday boy, Clarence Swamptown. What's <laughs> up, fucker? 40 Happy years old. Happy birthday to you. Oh, please don't. Oh, boy. It's the only song I won't sing yeah. on this podcast. Anything else, I'll do. One little Tony Braxton, Boys to Men. We'll have to pay the copyright on that. I don't think it's lapsed yet. I think yeah, it goes to the, the calendar year. Fair use. Oh, you're under, yeah, you're under 30 seconds. You're fine. So how was the birthday? You uh, you took a 40th birthday trip out to Arizona. How was it, sir? I did. It was wonderful. Wonderful. It was a great trip. It actually, the trip was not for me. It was a birthday for a friend that just happens to be also turning 40. Uh, did anybody know that you were also turning 40 with him, or was it just a... <laughs> with her. Uh, with her. They, uh, they did, but uh, it, the, again, the trip was not for me. It was It was for her. It was Perfect. It was, it was a great trip. I had lots of fun. You got to go have fun and drink a bunch of beers, but avoid the spotlight. Sort of your sweet spot. That's, hey, I didn't think about it that way, but it is. It absolutely was my sweet spot. Any uh, highlights friend. or lowlights? Beautiful resort. Far nicer than I deserve to be at. Um, Were there a lot of people calling you sir? Oh, absolutely. Very friendly. A most friendly staff I've ever seen. Um, yes, I got called Sir and Mister by my surname, and it was all very confusing. Yeah, they uh, they clearly had no idea who you were. Well, the typical hotels I'm I'm used to staying in, you know, your hours almost up. Um, <laughs> Things along those lines. Uh-huh. I don't care the bed doesn't vibrate when you put a quarter in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was nice. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I think that sums up our birthday recap. Good, good birthday recap. Well, I'll have to do our own coming up because yeah. the rest of us have birthdays like next week. 
Yes. We're yes. all Sagittariuses, which I think it doesn't mean nothing to me, but a lot of people find that odd. You know, what's super interesting about that is we're all very clearly similar people. So there must yeah. be something in this Sagittarius <laughs> thing since we're so alike. Yeah, I think that astrology thing is, yeah. It's got to be right. To I mean, yeah, you guys are really the most like me other than Dave. It's really, we could be quintuplets. Quintuplets. Cousins. We do get... Identical cousins. <laughs> ah, parent trap. Haley Mills. Miss Bliss. It's like, it, it's like you just... That came right off the top of your head. I know that right reference so easily. Amazing. Um, we should talk sports. There's a lot of sports to get through tonight. Uh, we should just okay. touch on them and see what happens. And if you want to talk about it for a long time, we'll do that. If you want to talk about it for a little bit of time, we could do that as well. I think the we typically lead with the Vikings um, because we got to sell it to the cheap seats, as you know. It's kind of our motto. But before we get into the Vikings, I did want to ask our uh, resident gopher expert, John, what the hell is going on with Tracy Clay's? Is this an interesting thing what to a, you, or is it just me? I find it sort of fascinating. He's, oh he went like God. Kaiser Sose on his program. Yeah. Don't, don't sleep on that guy. He will stab you in the back, and he won't think twice about it. That was just Game of Thrones all over there. Right? <laughs> okay, good. So oh. it's not just me. <laughs> Here we, here's what we need to do. The king is retiring. Why don't you hire me? I'll continue the king's great work. And... One of the great things about keeping me around, the the junior king, I guess that would be the prince. Mm-hmm. One of the things about making putting me, the prince, in charge is that we don't have to change anything. Continuity. That's what my regime will be all about. Two minutes after he gets the job, you're fired, you're fired. I don't care that you've been, <laughs> we've been coaching on the same staff for 16 years. I don't like how you coach offense. You're out. <laughs> it's... <laughs> It's astounding. I was oh, blown away. I was like, well, there's God. something more to this story, right? There's infractions or the guy did something wrong. or But right now it just seems like, nah, didn't like him. I've never liked my In my head, it's like I've never liked him in 16 years. And I've been waiting for this moment. And I'm we so did, fucking excited to do it. We've been coaching together since Y2K was the <laughs> yes. biggest threat facing our We team. went through that threat together, scared to death. And yet I am just going to fire this guy. Basically because all of his offensive linemen got hurt at the same time. Yeah. So so well, the, that's a true statement. I mean that like is he from what I had heard, you know, the gopher offense had been improving every year under Lime Grover, but this year they had so many injuries and Leidner didn't get better. They uh do you think he deserved to get fired? Or do you think that this was uncalled for. I get what he said was, well, we have a different offensive philosophy, and I get that Matt Limegrover's handoff between the tackles 53 times a game from 42 different formations. Offense is not for everyone. But still, if you really felt that way... I hate their offense. There would have been a long time that you could have spoken up before this. Any time you could have mentioned it, it just seemed cold-blooded for no good reason. And it was like two minutes after the season ended. It wasn't in the press conference at after the last game, but it was basically there. And they still might even go to a bowl game because there's now 127 bowl games. But Matt Limegrove won't be there. You know, Clay's maybe saying, I'm old, I only got one shot at this. I've been waiting a billion years for yep. this shot. I only got one shot. I'm going to do it. 
how the fuck I want to do it. I'm not. I don't like that guy. I don't like the way he does things. But if, he's I out. Mean, I'm bringing was, somebody else in, and I'm going to do this because I may never get another chance. I mean, it has to be Isn't his mentality. Guy? It better I be know his it's mentality. What he did, it really is. But in that sense, is it somewhat commendable the way he's going about it? I don't know if it's commendable because if he really wanted to be a head coach and do his own thing, couldn't he probably have left any time in the last few years? Well, I don't know that. To do his own thing? Go back to Emporia State and coach himself? Seems like that was well, probably an option. No, but this is his op- this is opportunity of D1. I mean, this is it right here. He's got, yeah, he can't have any mistakes. Yeah. Just bided his time. Bided it. Bided it. Bided his time. Oh, man. For 16 years. John, let's do a game called um, Future Odds. I want you to. All right. You got 100% odds that you need you to divvy up between three different options. Okay. Uh, Option one, Clay's is an absolute savior. He's what we've been looking for for the past 25, whatever many years it's been, 50 years, right? Uh, uh, He's going to put them on the map and have them be the Wisconsin, Iowa, whatever, like a really good, solid organization. Number two, uh, he continues the Jerry Kill way of decent teams, well coached, fairly low ceiling. They kind of are who they are. Number three, he's an absolute fucking disaster who's going to set our program back yet another decade. Break it down well, for me, 100%. You can't, set, you can't set gopher football back a decade. Because really, <laughs> you go back any decade, and there's a worse decade waiting for you. Okay, let me <laughs> rephrase it. Clay's is uh, the next Tim Brewster. Yeah, exactly. I, I, Nick Nelson said something on Twitter like, oh, gopher football is an absolute shambles. What is going on over there? And it was like, this is nothing that we haven't seen a million times. Child's before. play. They're good at shambles over there. Yeah. They, they excel at shambles. They're all like this different is... shambles. It's great variety of shambles. That is true. <laughs> we had every variety of shambles, and this is this is nothing we haven't seen before. It's like the Browns losing the other day. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, wow, I've never seen that before. So and impressive. Thinking, you know, Gophers did that already. <laughs> they did that in, I think it was 1988 or 1987. They lost to Utah in the exact same situation where they tried to kick a field goal on the last play and Utah blocked it and returned it for a touchdown. And they would have gone to a bowl game that year back when bowl games meant something, except they lost to Utah there. Yeah, Gophers did that already. Wow. There's, there's no shambles that the Gophers haven't been through already. All right, my odds are absolute dream, best thing that's ever happened to go for football, 2%. <laughs> uh, Continuing the... Jerry Kill work of being pretty good and having hope and other good things happening for the Gophers. Thirteen uh, percent, absolute disaster. Now that's absolute disaster. There needs to be a choice in between absolute disaster and continuing Jerry Kill's work. That's what you want. Uh, is the is Glenn is Mason? Between. Glenn Mason reincarnated of not very good. Forty percent absolute disaster. Forty five percent. Can I add one more? Uh, question in there for then you apply odds to it absolutely okay. not nope game's over let's move on to the <laughs> no go for it considering what clays did to lime grover and the cold-bloodedness associated with such a maneuver what are the oh god i shouldn't do this you're okay you're anonymous I, remember no one knows your real name okay i'm gonna do it anyway yep, yep. what are the odds that clays has been Fucking with kills medication all along. Zero oh. <laughs> percent. Come on. 
<laughs> I was the like, Kaiser Sose thing was a joke, Clarence. Oh, Fuck. Like, I don't know. Just he's kind of getting ruthless. Just asking the questions here. You're just asking the questions. I'm like sweating. I just broke out into a sweat. A question is not an accusation. No, no, no. Just innocently asking the questions here. His silence on that question is noticeable. He hasn't mentioned it. We're going to need Mike Bernardino to briefly cover Gophers football to get in there. Just ask the question. Mike Bernardino is super uncomfortable. Yeah. So, um, 2% chance he's amazing, right? Is that what we're saying? 2% chance he's amazing. Just from, just from a couple of incidents this year, number one, the end of the Michigan game when he clearly had no idea that the clock was going to start and was ill prepared for it. And then lied about it. Yeah. Oh, I knew. I knew. Yeah. That was part of the plan. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of weeks ago when they were playing, um, Illinois right at the end of the half, they, they ran another quarterback sneak because that's what you do, but they still had a timeout. And they could have called it, but the refs were still sorting out the pile of, oh, did he get into the end zone? Did he not get into the end zone? And I look over at the sideline while they're doing this. The clock's running down. The, the clock has gone from 15 and 9 seconds, and Clays is standing there with his arms in the air signaling touchdown like an idiot. All right, Tracy, we get it. You think it's a touchdown, but the refs are not going to be affected by you standing there with your arms in the air. You have to watch the clock. That's what your job is right now. So, I don't know. This guy's been a defensive coordinator for a million years. Has he ever been a head coach? I don't know if he's ever been a head coach. Mm, I don't know. No, he was. high school level or something, but. Maybe. Probably coached a seventh grade team at some point, but I don't know. I hope it goes well, but I have no expectations anymore. Can we get him to dress up for his coach's show? Just a little more? (laughs) A little more effort? (laughs) Tracy Glaze does not strike me as the kind of guy who is willing to get dressed up for almost anything. I mentioned this on Twitter last week that I saw him. He was talking to Maxie on the uh, Gophers Coaches Show, and he looked yeah, like I saw that. yeah, the guy who is the shot, like shift supervisor at a VCR factory. He's just <laughs> got the pullover, and he's got like the featureless black slacks that you know you know for nine ninety nine at a Sears. It's just he need, just dress a little nicer. I mean. I you mean, don't have to be Brandon. You don't have to be Brandon, but maybe a little, yeah. a little more effort. Just, just a little. Just effort is all this you is showing is that you. But you have to get above John. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, know, you look fine, sir. He's he's in a position of power. Dress up a little bit to show that you ha- put some effort into your day. You know, rubs off a little bit, a little bit, yeah. just a tiny little bit. But you know, mm-hmm. none of us is wearing sweatpants to a job interview, so you should. Mm-hmm. Give a little effort, so we're not we're not talking hundred and forty dollar jeans. We're just talking about something other than wind pants. <laughs> yes, yes, that's it. Just something that has belt loops on it. That's all we're asking for here. Please, going to be on TV today. Better grab trip. that old navy fleece. I don't know. Fuck it. He they beat Wisconsin. He can. Oh, yeah, that's the whole Whatever the hell he wants. I don't give a shit. Dress up like a hula dancer. <laughs> give a fuck. Yeah. Just be yeah. Wisconsin. Jerry Burns always dressed like he just got out of bed for like six years. Jerry yeah. Burns did just get out of bed for like yeah, six true. years. Oh, I miss Burnsy. Everyone misses Burnsy. We need a Burnsy back. We need a Burnsy on the college football scene, too. Yes. Somebody who just can't control his own language and can't control anything he says. So like Steve Spurrier with even less of a filter, it'd be great. When Clay's was hired and the reasons given were continuity, continuity, 
Um, recruiting. 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 I wasn't paying much attention, and we may have talked about this on the podcast. Um, I drink a lot. So um, did we immediately sound the bullshit alarm on, on those two reasons as being the lamest two reasons I heard coach in the history of reasons? No, but they made perfect sense at the time. They were fine. I was fine with them. I don't think they were bullshit. They haven't worked out. <laughs> yeah. What I mean, continuity is a very odd thing to say for a program that's barely just scratching the surface of average. Yeah, it, we gotta it, we gotta continue down this path of seven wins a year in perpetuity. After, after Tim Brewster, <laughs> just turning it around to respectability again <laughs> was something, and they did seem like they were going places a little bit. I legitimately I love that moving. we're blaming this on Brewster, and I and I'm with you. Last year was better than the year before that, and the year before that was better than the year before that. And so, okay, so I'm a disappointment in a million different ways. But so I'm being a little unfair. There was actual, yeah, it it did seem like things were getting better. And as I've mentioned before on the podcast, it seemed when they were playing a close game, you could just assume that they would make a big play and win it. Like a couple when they were playing Nebraska a couple years ago, and Nebraska almost scored, and instead. Brian Body Calhoun just snatched the ball out of the guy's hands and ran the other way, and that was the end of the game. That Wonderful. never used to happen for any other Gophers coach since I've been alive. Right. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's fair. Um, so that's the continuity thing is 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 borderline defensible, and the recruiting yep. thing is just gone straight out the window. Right. A bunch of dudes <laughs> are like, "Fuck this." They lost four, I think, in the first forty-eight hours. <laughs> as soon as they fired Lime Grover, everyone was like, "Nope." <laughs> You're not going to be part of this. So, Jesus. Did you think Clay's saw that coming and was okay with it and was like, I don't really. No, Tracy Clay's doesn't see anything coming. That's <laughs> a defining feature as a coach so far. He doesn't know when the clock's going to start. He doesn't know the clock's going to run out while he's trying to signal touchdown from the 50 yard line and the goal for sideline. He doesn't see anything coming. He's the least prepared coach ever. My God, that train coming two miles an hour at me. It came out of nowhere. Why were we even staying? Why did we have practice on the train track? Why did I take a nap on the train tracks? Okay. So, I mean, but but to be honest, though, he had to have known that this was going to shake up some of these recruits, and he just figured he'd take his chances. And, you know, it's again, it's his one chance. He's got to get it right. It's worth losing a couple kids. Do you think he reached out to a few? I mean, I don't know how it works with contact rules or whatever, but... All I all I know is there was a story, I forget who wrote it, I think it might have been Joe Christensen at the Star Tribune. There was some story that was like, well, these recruits decommitted, and then he went through them one by one, but the staff was really down on this guy anyway. They thought he'd be a better fit somewhere else, blah, blah, blah. It was like the same story that always gets written after the twins in free agency. Uh-huh. Well, we were in on this guy, but we really didn't think that David Price would be a good fit for the twins anyway. Ghostwritten by the athletic department is what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Oh, boy. So common. So goddamn common. Huh. Has the media turned on Clay's? Or are they supportive and happy? And Or is it like a, we'll see what happens? I think it's, I, I honestly don't know. It might just be me and Dave that have turned on Clay's at this point. <laughs> you're a part of the media. We all yep. are. We're in the media. Yep. That Marthaler based media is already turned on Tracy Clay's. There's no coming back. Okay. When you lose the Marthaler family, you're gone for good. That is now probably when Dave, true. When Dave Clay. takes the OC, when Dave takes the OC job, that'll change. That will change. <laughs> yeah. Oh, It'll be nothing but the wing tee, the old Miniota passing offense. So oh, 
It's going to be awesome. <laughs> the beer. Yep. How attractive is that job? <laughs> the goal for offensive coordinator job? Yeah. Well, do I... you want it? It's yours. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's not a great program right now. But are people now going, "Who the fuck is this head coach?" I, you know, is he scaring <laughs> gonna, people off for that too? Well, Betsy Hodges has to. When you walk in, job interview. She's got to get that minimum wage bill passed. Sure, sure. Might get a little bit more. Yeah, that'll help. That'll help matters. Wow. Uh, okay, so I guess we're just gonna. As always, as Gopher football fans, just cross our fingers. Hope something weird happens. The 2% works out where he's been a genius yeah. in hiding this whole entire time. And for 15 years, he's been like, I'd be better running an offense. Yeah. And Kill was like, nope. And now nope. he's got his All chance. Right. Prove us wrong, Tracy Glaze. Prove us wrong. All right. Well, should we move on to happier times? What yeah. do we have going on that's happier? The Minnesota Vikings, baby. Eight and three, I think, right? Eight and three. Eight and three. Uh, another yeah. resounding victory against a bad team. It's, the it's Falcons lovely. aren't that bad. They're, they're mm. struggling. One and five in their past six. They look like shit. Matt Ryan, what happened to him? We all thought the Vikings would lose. You need to kind of remember that. Yeah, that's true. They were it's under Clarence. Clarence picked a 30 to tw- uh, 20 to 10 win. Yeah, he got that I right did. on. I it's... nailed it. I don't. I must. Not, I didn't have a very good signal. Yours didn't come through until after the game. But um, that's weird. Yeah, that's the time, that's zone. time zone. Remember how Arizona yeah. doesn't change its time oh, zone? Oh yeah, it's that mountain deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fucking. That's fucked up, man. Time's weird. I don't. I guess I don't understand it. Yeah. But hey, right on. Good. Good for you. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, another of the same exact win they've had. Every single win has been almost exactly a carbon copy of the previous one, hasn't it? I mean, yep. The good running. The defense plays awesome. They yeah. give the ball to Adrian Peterson 30 times, and they really don't ask Teddy to throw the ball downfield very often. 150 yards passing, kind of like clockwork. Um, not a ton of mistakes, well coached. Yeah, that's the formula. It's working. Eight and three, baby. Do we want to, I don't know, I know the next two weeks are pretty tough, right? Seattle and Arizona, back-to-back, or is there Seattle and something? The next eight days. Yeah. Oh, because it's a Thursday night? Arizona game's a Thursday. Oh, boy. Yeah. In Arizona. All right. Well, then we'll see what they're made of. They're made of defense and running the ball. They sure are. That is exactly what they're made up of. Um... Clarence, did you want to air any grievances on DVOA, or, do you, or have we have we hashed it all out? <laughs> we exhausted that topic for the umpteenth time. Yeah, no, I got nothing else to say until DVOA is ready to apologize. I, I got nothing more to say. I do have an update for you. The 19th that I told you was before the Falcons game, and it was a strong enough victory. They are now 13th in DVOA and 14th in defense. Should be embarrassed. They, wait. They're they're 13th in the league just as a team. Overall, offense, defense, special teams. And their defense is lower than they are ranked as a team. Yep, because their special teams is pretty good and their offense is average. So what we're saying is the offense contributes more to their success than the defense? I think less. Their special teams and offense 
contribute more to their success than their defense. That's that's what we're trying to. No, do. I don't think that special teams. I don't think special teams is weighted the same as offense and defense. They do think their our offense is very efficient. This is it's an efficiency stat versus our defense. They're both equal at fourteenth. That's crazy, right? It's weird. Well, they're both equal at. 14th and they as a team ranks 13th, which so, is fine. Okay, I could see. Yeah, special so teams helps team like for, third. Special teams is yeah, like seventh or something. It's boy with Blair Walsh missing field goals. I would not. I. I think Blair Walsh has been pretty good, hasn't he? Overall, I mean, I know he missed a bunch, but now he's isn't he back to at least league average? Does that pass the smell test with you, Brent? If you're being entirely honest with yourself. You think that they are the 14th best defense in the league? Uh, it's a good question. Here's what I looked up, and I looked it up in about five seconds while I was in between meetings, so I could be wrong on some of these things. But um, if you want to just go yards given up per game, that's one metric, right? Um, they're ninth, ninth best. Uh, but it's kind of it's not totally fair just because you could have just more plays, right? It's all really dependent on your offense. So if you wanted to go yards per play, they're twelfth in the league. So if you go with twelfth and then you factor in that the if you look at the worst offenses in the NFL, bottom five includes San Francisco, St. Louis, Denver, and Detroit, who we've played twice. So half of our schedule has been against the worst offenses in the league. I can see going from 12th to 14th if you factor in strength of schedule. I, I mean, I thought they would have been higher, but then you look at some of those things, you're like, oh, shit, there's, I mean, um, obviously um, Denver and Carolina and St. Louis and some of these amazing uh, defenses stick out at you. I guess it makes sense in that way. Um, are you going to murder me? Well, no, there, there's three defenses that you named. Well, I didn't want to. There's another 10 that are better than the Vikings. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to, like, sit here and try to list off, you know. I don't either, but. I mean, Arizona's defense is the, awesome. The analysts that you talk to, that that you listen to, all a lot of them have them in the top five. They, they, there's a few that may not, but I, I would be shocked if you'd find one that say they're outside of the top ten. Yeah. So yeah. 14th. Is, is getting close to right league average. Right. So, but I mean, okay. So right now, if you look at just yards, it's Denver, Carolina, Jets, Seattle, Arizona, Houston, Tennessee, and Dallas. And then they're right, right with Kansas City. So, I mean, again, yards per game is not a, it's not a great metric either, just because if your offense is amazing, you're potentially you're going to be, or if your offense runs slow like ours does, like you're going to be, your defense is going to be on the field as often. I don't know, man. I'm just saying that even if you want to take the best statistic we have is yards per game and they're ninth. So that's the, that's the best way you can say it. I still think you would need to factor in that we've played shitty offenses for the most part, but you know, maybe the other half of our, of our schedule, they've been such great offenses that I'm just sort of forgetting, and, and the Chiefs aren't great. And I think we're still getting docked like five places for the San Francisco game. Oh, totally. That's got to be it because they're so bad. I mean, it's it's we don't there's remember some, it. Some component of DVOA buried in the numbers that it's like lost to San Francisco twenty to yeah. oh, 
That's oh. an automatic five-spot penalty. Well, it's probably a 17-point loss to the worst team in the league is probably a pretty bad thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> no sure. Matter that's what. Pro- Honest to God, I think that might be the explanation. Because Clarence is right. I mean, that just seems – that defense is carrying that ass, and middle of the pack just seems weird. I know, you man. Know? Well, the the nice thing is – um, they will be able to prove it in the next few weeks with better uh, offensive competition. Well, they'll be able to. We'll be able to know pretty quickly of like Seattle and Arizona in five days will be a really good test for uh, for the defense. Yeah, exactly. Like they won't be able to know. Like we were just good because we were good, or we were good because we played. I mean, I'm with you. I think they're just a legitimately good defense, and this is just penalizing us for playing shitty offenses. Um, but yeah, we'll they really held find Julio out Jones soon. to 56 yards with like Robert Blanton and Andrew Sandejo. Exum? <laughs> who who the fuck is Anton Exum? Anton Exum? I just But you know we jumped up a lot. We were 19th before this week and then now we're 14th, which is a pretty big swing in one week. Yeah. Which you don't usually see in DVOA yeah. because Atlanta does have, you're right, they do have a good offense. I mean, they've always had a good offense. So um I don't know. I mean, it, there was so many weeks up until probably the past two where we just weren't respected at all. Um, so it well, seems now, to be turning around a little bit. Yeah, now the Vikings have beaten a decent team. Well, it turns out the Kansas City uh, win wasn't that unimpressive. Yeah, they're First, pretty good. They have the Chicago win, too. All of a sudden, that one doesn't look yeah. so unimpressive. And I, I, don't, I don't want to give too much credit for Detroit yet. but uh No. <laughs> Well, they're playing better. They're playing better. Well, they, just, yeah, they remember they had play. Calvin Johnson. I mean, Jesus, just throw jump balls to him all day. Why not? You can't give him too much credit for torching the Eagles second half yeah. because it's we could see Stu and Clarence out on pass patterns. Well, they did. They did. They, they're going for a season sweep of the Packers tomorrow night. I don't know if you knew that or not, John. Oh, please let it happen. God, that would be hilarious. The 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 Packers beating the crap out of the Vikings is really tempered by them losing every other game they play. Yeah, that's been pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, well, it's going to be an interesting. Looking at the offenses, again, I'm trying not to go with DVOA because I don't want to keep fighting with each other. So I'm just going to do yards per game. Um, not fighting with me and John. Yeah, I, I, I know. think I've been pretty real. I'm not going to belabor the issue. You just I, asked you an equation to apologize to you. I, and I left it at that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been counterpunching. I've just let it, been letting you dig your own hole. I haven't said a whole lot about the whole thing. Yeah. No, um, I asked you a simple question, and again, questions are not accusations. Just asking, does it pass your own smell test? And you, you talking for the next seven minutes tells me that no, it really doesn't. You're trying to talk yourself through it, but you have your own reservations. I mean, yard, they're twelfth, twelfth in the NFL in yards per play. I get to see you'll go for another seven minutes of talking back and forth. It tells me that you. Uh, you don't fully trust it either, and that's fine. I think that's good. You're asking the questions that need to be asked. I'm asking zero questions. I'm reporting they're 12th in the NFL in yards per play, and they've played not great offenses. That seems totally fair to me. What I'm saying I mean, is they'll maybe be able to prove it in the next couple of weeks because Arizona and, Se- and Seattle are both pretty good offenses. Arizona's number one in the NFL right now in yards per game. So Brandon, I, I have a question for you. Are there yeah. any stats on Football Outsiders or anywhere else that give any indication that the Vikings have been lucky in any sense? 
because as a defense, you can play pretty badly, mm-hmm. letting the other team go from their 15 to your 15 with no problem. But as long as you can get a couple of breaks and hold them to a field goal or the other team turns the ball over a lot or something like that, right. you can keep them off the scoreboard fairly easily. Are there any stats that sort of indicate that is what's happening with the Vikings? The only one that I've heard, and I don't I don't know if it's an easy stat to look up. I know it exists, but is um, our fumble recovery rate is really high, which is a really big deal. But that was like two weeks ago. I don't know if maybe it's changed a little bit, but at one point we were recovering like 80-something percent of our fumbles, um, which isn't just defense. It's obviously offense-based as well. So I think there's that, but I don't know, I don't know beyond that if – that's what I think DVOA is meant to do is focus less on points and more on yards per play or yard. You know what I mean? So yeah, right. Cause you're right. If you give up 500 yards of offense and somehow only, they only score 13 points for whatever reason, that's probably not a sustainable model. Um, but they're not doing that. So if, I mean, if you have a couple other things going for you, which we think the Vikings do, if you have awfully good special teams, Mm-hmm. You generally can keep the other team from starting a lot of drives on your 42 or something like totally. that. Totally. Yep. And if you have an offense that runs the ball a lot, you can keep the other team from running very many plays, which will also tend to keep the score down. Right. I think those are the two factors that make it, when you watch it, go, oh, that's a top five offense. And then when you look at the numbers, maybe it's not quite top five. Maybe that's it because... They do look yeah. pretty awesome. I mean, I mean, besides the Green Bay game, they didn't look good. But besides that, I mean, the uh, the last whatever five out of six weeks that I can remember, they've looked really, really solid. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to know. It's it's pretty fun to watch though, for sure. Like they seem really, really, really well coached. They have a ninety two percent chance of making the playoffs. Ninety two percent. Yeah, so that's from Barnwell's column on ESPN. Yeah, fifty-six percent to win the North, ninety-two percent to make the playoffs. That's Stu, absurd. Me, Stu, let me ask you a question. Yeah. I will give you a choice of one of the following two things: choice A, the Vikings make the playoffs this year; mm-hmm. choice B, the Vikings beat the Packers by forty-seven points in their upcoming game. Mm-hmm. Which one do you take? Playoffs. Lose to the Packers, but make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, Fair? that's cool. It's an extra win. Playoffs. It's an extra week of football. That's great. Yeah. Everybody Bye. loves an extra week of football. Mm-hmm. They've won four in a row on the road. I'm getting plenty of enjoyment watching the Packers lose to other teams. <laughs> that's I don't. True. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um. Yeah. the The game last week put. I think it, I was reading that if we would have lost to the Falcons, we would have been like a 65% chance to make it, but we won, so we're a 90% chance because the Falcons are really... And all the other teams that you... Like Philadelphia is falling apart. Dallas is nowhere to be found, so there's not a whole lot of other competition for the... It's like Seattle is going to get one and the Vikings are, or Vikings or Packers are probably going to get the other. It seems... Yeah, there's going to be six teams in the NFC that finish with winning records. Yeah, I mean, we're obviously... Fast forward three weeks, we're going to be just giggling at ourselves for thinking it was going to play out the way we expect it to play out. <laughs> okay. You know, it's the Bears are going to be in the Super Bowl or some shit. But um, right now, that's sort of what it seems like. So yeah, I mean, the Vikings could play well the next two weeks and lose both games. Seattle and Arizona are both good, and we can play good and still lose because they're a quality team. But, you know, it's kind of a shame that it's supposed to be very nice on Sunday because if it was cold and windy. 
and the Vikings and the Seahawks playing outdoors, we could see the first 0-0 tie in the NFL for many, many years. Yeah, that's true. Just the entire game played between the 30-yard lines, just 11 punts by each side. Yeah, I mean, ordinarily I'd be very worried that old Russ Wilson was going to just run all over us, but they seem to be able to contain some of these guys some of the more mobile quarterbacks so far. So yeah. I'm not as worried about that. Again, cut to... Jimmy Graham being out <laughs> sort of helps too. Yes. Yeah, very true. Um, is Exum considered good, this Exum guy? Where the hell did he... Is he a practice squad player or what the fuck? Know. Who is he? Yep, I think he's definitely probably going to the Pro Bowl. Converted cornerback that they made into a safety. And who did he... Just is terrible. So, so Sendejo is bad, and they put him in. And now he's hurt. Yeah. Sendejo is. Huh. So this, we need Harry Smith back on Sunday. Desperately need Harry Smith back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very true. Uh- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Um, that's all I got for the Vikes. We're going to do our... I think we should talk wild. You want to go wild? Yeah, I'm fine with I that. I do. Yeah. So that was really... I was just sort of halfway paying attention. I knew they were on like a skid. I didn't know it was such a prolonged skid. And then uh, uh hockey sassed uh, um, the coach, and it was a big deal. <laughs> I really like, think... Rand, Rand was talking about... Rand was even talking about it. I'm just excited that these that Suter and Parisi are turning on Suter. the coach that has let them do whatever he wants. You guys just why don't you go ahead and coach the team? And now all of a sudden it's Mike Yo's fault. Oh, it's not our fault. Of course not. We're we're playing great. It's the coach's fault. Blame him. Is it's it the happening. coach's fault? I'll defer to Clarence for that answer. I don't know any player short of Miko Koibu that's received more deferential treatment than Ryan Suter. Mm -hmm. It really caught me off guard that he'd be the one that, uh, that hockey sasses the coach (laughs) as Stu puts it. Why did he, did he he hockey sass the coach? Because, uh, I mean, just because he's gotten good treatment doesn't mean that, like, I can't say anything because my coach has been nice to me. No, is it valid? It, it's fine. I, I, you know, I don't know that I disagree or agree with what he says. Like, it's, it just caught me off oh, guard. Okay. Wait, wait, him? He's he's the one that's. Like, let's say it was like. Like, I don't know. 
Eric Halla or somebody like, fuck, I'm a fourth line center. Koibu sucks cock. Put me on Koibu's line. I'll score fucking 40. You know, but, uh, <laughs> that I could see. Uh, Suter, who's got the most minutes of anybody on the power play, even though he barely, I don't know. He scored two Kelly, goals really, in the last 10 years combined. He couldn't fucking break a piss-soaked paper bag with his wrist shot, and he's back there on the fucking top of the umbrella on the power play, playing the most minutes of anybody on the power play. Uh, he's the guy that, I don't know. It just caught me off guard, but he's the one that hockey sassed him. Well, I mean, are you really surprised to get final confirmation that these guys have absolutely no respect for Yo whatsoever? That is what, like I said, nobody defers more to veterans than Mike Yo. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I, I'm not sure that they do respect him. I mean, the, the Adam Oates thing was kind of, yep. we kind of yep. joke about it, but it really is an eye-opener. It really is. It makes you scratch your head and go, they had to know people were going to find out about that and how it would look, and they did it anyways. Now, yeah. I don't want to, and, and I hate doing this. Honestly, it's a it's a serious thing. But can you put this in perspective of, like, is this, like, half of the Twins hitters going down in the offseason and working with a different hitting coach or an independent sort of guy and everybody to get right, or is it... I think they do that anyways. What would this be like? But as a whole, hmm. whole team training with a different defensive guru in basketball to set up their plays for the next season. And then they get, I, I'm just trying to, I don't know exactly the context of what this Oates thing was. It just a couple of guys working with them on some things or was it putting in yeah. new plays or it, it would yeah, be more like with... if, if basketball teams usually had a shooting coach, it was specifically there to help you with your shooting and the team's two best shooters openly brought their own shooting coach to practice and were like, uh, we're going to work on this hoop with this guy. Okay. If they, what they kind what they did was they, they worked with Oates on power play formations in a sense. It, it would be like Teddy Bridgewater and AP working with a different offensive coordinator in the off season and saying, we'd really like to see Norb implement this kind of offense okay. that we're working. That's a slap in the face. Especially after a season in which the offense, you know, the power play was a disaster last year. Then they go to a Oats and work on the power play. Hmm. Right. I, I don't have a good, I'm struggling here to come up with a good analogy. No, 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 I get it. I'm totally on board. So, so that's a first sort of half slap in the face, and now he just continues to defer to these guys who are just like, get the fuck away from me. I, I'll i figure then, it out. Yeah. Well, he says, you know, so they paired Suter with another right-handed shot, and he's like, I can't. I can't do I don't really, what his quote was, I don't know what they're doing. Hmm. Not great. And later he clarified and said, "Well, I, you know, I'll do whatever the coach says." Well, that's not really. That's not, not really, really a, backtracking. Yeah, I, I don't really know what they're doing. That I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, I'll do whatever they say. And then he was but, like, "Boy, I wish I hadn't said that." Well, you've been in the league for twelve years. You probably <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not a nineteen-year-old just coming from 
Prince Edward Island or something and get called up. <laughs> hey guys, yeah, would you mind not writing about that? I'm sorry. It's already the video of you saying it is on yeah. the internet already. Well, English is, you know, I'm Russian. English isn't my first yeah. language. No, Ryan, we, we know who you are. You're, you're from, from Wisconsin. Uh, we pretty, pretty much know everything about you. So it was really odd. It's, I mean, and then Mike Yo, his, his big coaching strategy again was to throw a tantrum while the media is there to see him, which apparently is his only coaching strategy. He's going back and to he, that well again. He doesn't really... His reaction to that was kind of like, well, I, you know, yeah. so Yo is angry and he's yelling, you can't be moping, you can't do all this fucking stuff, and he's just swearing about moping. And Parisi's reaction was, well, I don't really think we were doing any of that Man. stuff. It seemed, seemed to me like we were doing just fine. I don't really know what he's talking about. So, you know, Parisi kind of did kind of a backwards, kind of a backhanded hockey sass. In that's a sense. Back, yeah, that's backhanded hockey sass. Oh, yeah. That's... And, uh, again, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Now they won in Chicago mm-hmm. last A good night. win. So, great win. Quality Absolutely. win. Road win against the champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think, man, if they didn't win that game, I really think they would have just tumbled. Tumbled. Brand spe- speculated that that could have been it, or could it would have been the next to the last straw. Well, is that fair? I mean, it's... and that was my speculation, and he agreed. So, I, yeah. in a way, he, he stole. Oh, uh-huh. another pretty standard. Funny, oh, it, no, it, uh, it's becoming uh, a daily I, thing. You know, I agree. <laughs> That's another day. Just another day on the internet, mm-hmm. getting your shit stolen. I mean, is that so, is that honestly? I mean, it's an eighty game season. It is. Was it that touch and go for one game? I I think it could have been. Okay. Who knows? I, I don't know, but it it had the makings of a watershed game where. All of this stuff was had happened. How are they going to react to what had happened? And they bounced back and played a great game. So hopefully this is their springboard to, rather than waiting till January and February like they have been, is they just had this little mini swoon, and hopefully that was it. So how are they standings-wise right now? It's not. Hold on. Let's just hold on for a second. This is not the springboard. This is all going to blow up. Sooner than we'd like you it. Could be right. John's hockey hope, sassing but... us. He's... Oh. Man, I mean, you just oh, get you... just suited us. Suitor. John <laughs> <laughs> needs to be paired with a right-handed defenseman. Mm-hmm. I you just don't know what they're for. doing out there. <laughs> John, you're not buying what we're selling. Uh, I'm left-handed. That's the problem. Ah, that's fair. You don't think they're out of the woods yet? Is that what you're saying? No, they're not out of the woods. You got the the best players on the team have zero respect for the coach. As our our friend Aaron Nix was saying on Twitter last night, the coach is not going to win that. God, what an odd thing for him to say. The more I just I keep thinking about it. You know how often a guy on the team doesn't like who he's paired with? Like a billion times. Every yep, time. It happens all the time. A billion times I see it. What the fuck does the coach pair me with this asshole for? I can't deal with this. It happens. All, a billion times again, you never hear about it because the guys know better. So for him to say it, what, what an odd goddamn thing for him to do. It's it's veering from quiet rebellion into open contempt, and it's not going to end well. You could be right. 
just the more I think about it, he's not. It's not like he does this a lot. Like he just says the yeah, you know, speaks from the cup, and oh, always has to backtrack. I don't know. Not Terrell Owens or anything like that. What am I? What an odd thing for him to say. I think another thing to take away from that win last night is that Jonas Brodeen, my bro, saved the game by diving in front of a puck with like five seconds left. Your guy. Just, my no. guy, Jonas Brodeen. Team first. Brodeen wouldn't first. say something like that in the locker no. room. No. no. Nope. He just threw his body in front of a puck and saved the day with his like thigh or some such thing. He's his head down. Yeah. He does his job. Another claim to fame. Brodeen is the, the name I mispronounced that inspired our friend Hans to put pronunciations on the hockey reference page. <laughs> <laughs> Overhaul an entire website. No, I just put National in uh, fucking 80 hours of coding just for you because I called him Broden <laughs> One of the once. most popular hockey websites on the planet <laughs> just was overhauled because you called him Broden. <laughs> John Broden. You I was a old... butterfly <laughs> flapping its wings in South America that caused the yep. tsunami in Japan. That would be my uh, my Jeopardy claim to fame and just confuse the hell out of Trebek. <laughs> Amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, good stuff. I looked up the standings. Minnesota's still doing okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're probably fine. They're fine right now. I don't have them. Sixth I best have, in the Western I... Conference. Differential is... Fine. Haven't played as many games as a couple other teams, but they called up a um, what's his nuts that you guys like for Riley, Mike Riley. Yeah, he got called up, didn't he? No, I'm not sure. I like Mike. 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 Mike Mike Riley. Mike Riley. Hear him badly. Hmm. Hmm. Did he play for the Gophers when the Gophers were still good and people were happy about college Mm -hmm. hockey and John wasn't angry all the time? I can't tell if he's angry or sad whenever there's a gopher game anymore. It just he, tweet, he tweets pictures of like Jean Paul Sartre books, and it's just like, oh, mm-hmm. wow, that's what is that emotion? Yeah, there is no emotion. It's just nothing, right? I feel bad. I can't even like you know sass about the Huskies or anything. It just seems mean. He's just sad. Did you sass about the? Did you hockey sass about the? Huskies no. this weekend. I was. Why? Why? There is no point. There's no. Go, there's no go for it. Doesn't mean you didn't do it. Did you? Did you do it? I just. You're not answering the question. I did. I did a couple of go husky. I knew it. I knew it. You said. Why would you do something like that? Well, I mean, Deflection. Just a couple of hashtags, Clarence. No out. No out and out ridicule. Official hashtag. John got sad, didn't he? He's oh god, he's just sad right now. I'm, just I'm sad all the time. John's blue period. <laughs> I'm sad that I don't care. That's he's what like, I'm sad about. Mm. First season of True Detective, and he's like Matt McConaughey making the weird sculptures out of Lone Star cans, only they all spell out like "fuck you, Barry Alvarez." <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's good. But, yeah, so, but, but Riley's Riley, back to him. He's. Is he anything to the wild, or is he just like a, another body for like the fourth line? Well, he's a defenseman that he's an offensive defenseman that they have high hopes for. He's relatively young, you know. He, they won the bidding for him over uh, other prominent teams like the Blackhawks wanted mm-hmm. Riley, uh, and uh, the, the Wild won him. Um, he hasn't been great in Iowa, apparently. 
but Iowa is horrible, so it's hard to hard to uh, assess. Yeah. Iowa, well, you know, they've gone like months without winning a game. Yeah, they're just a, a horrible team, which is his own thing. How that that worries me. That uh, you know, Riley is like. Would you say Riley is the most exciting prospect they have? Uh, Follin, maybe? Would you put Follin over Riley? Well, I don't know. Riley's crazier. Yeah. I, I've always wondered what it would look like uh, in a three-on-three overtime if the defenseman on your team was standing behind the other team's net trying to make a pass. <laughs> Slamming his stick, I'm open. Yep, I got it, guys. What do you? No, pass it down from the other end of the rink. I'm gonna need the goalie to come out here a little bit. Uh, I don't know. The wild farm system doesn't have a lot going for it, so he uh, he provides some excitement, but I don't think they're gonna ask him to do a lot. They're they're got a deep deep defensive core. Is he left shot or right shot? That's the real question. Oh, fuck. I, I think he's know. a lefty, isn't he? Riley can play with Suter. That's important. Suter. Can we talk basketball now? Sure. How about those go for basketball? No. No. Yeah. They won. They beat Clemson in like the conference challenge. There we talked about it. Who's our new guy? Jordan Murphy. Is that his name? Uh, sure. Austin Murphy. Austin, Austin Murphy. Kershaw. He's got some eligibility left. He's going to use it on the Gophers. I think it's Jordan Murphy. So you have some thoughts on the Georgie, Georgie Dang playing while uh, Catnip sits? Is that what your main? I have some thoughts. I assume not... that's that. That's the main thing right now. Is that he's getting kind of. Left out in the cold, shivering like little little catnip shivers. Well, you know, they don't have him in the fourth quarter for some reason. Two people in the world can stop catnips: Andre Drummond and Sam Mitchell. <laughs> well, did he give a reason for why he's not playing him? That's Sam the problem. Mitchell he hasn't been given him. shit. He hasn't been explaining anything. So, I mean, what do you mean he hasn't? The like, be- he's basically just been. I mean, he's been giving the beat reporters the hi-hat, basically. They asked him, but he said, I don't want to hear about it. I'm, I'm not going to answer a question about playing time. Ask me something about the game. Wait, and, uh, that is part of the game. Playing said, time is a component <laughs> of the game. Yep. The Let's talk about which players played in the I'm game. I'm scholar. Okay, <laughs> rotations. I'm not uh, asking you about the price of fucking vegetables. I know. asking you about... Playing time. I just can't imagine that what was going through their brains of like, how do I ask this same exact question in a different way? Mm-hmm. Can you explain the players you rotated in and out and the logic behind it? So there's certain players that are playing, and then there's ones that are not playing. Yeah. How, don't you don't you ask do me you ex- don't you ask me about that? I want to talk about the game. Okay. So <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> you know the guys that are wearing like a jacket, like over their uniform. Got it. Uh-huh. And some are actually wearing a uniform inside the lines that mark totally where falling. the laying area is. Yep. Why is the one Stop guy asking me these questions. This is this interview's over. 
That's essentially what's been happening, as far as what I know. I mean, obviously, I haven't actually watched the pressers or whatever, but uh, yeah, he's kind of been... It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I think in some ways he's a young kid who's he's a big man, so maybe he's trying to protect his minutes, but say that, right? He's not really even protecting him because he's playing him plenty in the first three quarters. It's been the past, I think, four or five games where he just, for the most part, just hasn't seen the fourth quarter. It is the oddest thing. Um, Adelman did it with Rubio a few years ago and never really explained why. There's got to be some reason this happens and they just can't say it and they... Because, it's just so odd because Towns is awesome. He's like our, our probably our best player up there, right? So it's just one of those times where you just wish they'd be grown up and admit like, hey, he's got some learning to do for whatever reason, or he's we're trying to protect his knees. He's been sore. He hasn't played this many minutes his whole life. Something, but he's not Can doing any of that. Lie to us. Is, Go ahead and lie. He like uh, doesn't he kind of speak his mind and say what he's really thinking? Can't you just go ask KG, what's up? What, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm guessing they've tried it. it, it I'm not trying to tell the beat writers how to do their job, but... <sighs> when in doubt, ask the crazy. Odd. Well, hey, you know what? The media steals from us almost every single day. So steal this one from us, the mainstream. Steal that and go ask KG, because maybe he'll be honest about it. Who's their... I don't even know who their beat writers are. Who do you got? Robson, that's the guy you like, right? No, or you don't like the, him. The beats are Zagoda and uh, Andy Greeter. Um, and then you got Krasinski, obviously, for the AP. And I don't know who covers them for the local radio outlets. And then they've right. got like Zach Harper for um, and a, a few bloggers for yeah. Canis Hoopis and the Wolf Among Wolves. Are they on the radio? I, yeah, I don't they're, mean they're, they're on the neighbor. CCO, really? That's like the only sports they have. Are they really on CCO? Seriously, when when the fan took the Vikings, they took the Wolves. And it's it's Alan Horton still, right? Yeah, Alan Horton is actually really good. Look, I give the Wolves. So the friendly neighbor That's not a good trade. No, it's not. Oh, no. The The friendly neighbor is down to Timberwolves basketball and St. Thomas football. That's That's their sports department now? Yes. They do St. Thomas football? They do St. Thomas football. Shut oh my up, God! Baby. Dave Lee calls St. Downs. I have not listened to CCO in a billion um, years. I don't even know where it is in the my mom is My mom is, you know, uh, seventy, so she's, you know, been listening to CCO her whole life. She's required by law. Thomas football on Saturdays and asks me questions about the Tommies. And I, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's like, what are you? I don't what? Who? Huh. I'm going to send Sharkman huh. down to Hector and talk some sense in you. <laughs> Who does the Wolves uh, radio? Alan Horton, Alan he's amazing, Horton. and it's just him. It's just he's a one. He doesn't have a color guy. He does play by play. Guy with the donuts? Um, no, that's Tim. Tim. Horton. Who is Alan Horton? It's Tim's know. son. He's actually pretty good. Clarence. He's the guy with the donuts. He's the guy who freaked out on um, Ed Malloy. You may have heard the drop. Um, oh, Malloy's Ed Malloy! Donuts, right? Yeah, I thought that was Jim he Peterson. Went, no, it was Horton. You're right. It was Horton. He just lost his mind. It was. It was. He was justified mind losing because it was a horrible. Horrible non-call. We give well, a lot was, of the broadcast. On the radio? I thought maybe like he was an ex-player. You're saying he was broadcasting. Like yes, he went off yeah. on a ref as yeah. a player. You're saying he was a broadcaster that went off. Correct. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. good. He, he does a really good job. I like him. We do give yeah. a lot of the, I mean, in local and national, the broadcasters, color commentary guys, almost always we just give them shit. But 
Uh, Alan Horton is incredible, and Jim Peterson on the TV broadcast Peterson's is best in the biz. They're so fucking good. Or regional, you're going to find. Yeah. yeah. Did is, you say who Horton's color guy is? Horton is his own color guy. Horton's on his own, and Jim Peterson has one guy doing the games. It's weird. What? It's really? incredible. It's such yeah. I, he's so good like at his Ray job. Christensen all over again. Really <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, did Guys, he play it, basketball? I mean, how, did he? I have no idea. A player. His lovely oh. wife Ramona. They went on a trip to Scandinavia. I'm sorry. I, I think it's Ray probably Ray really similar Ray to Ray the uh, the <laughs> Gophers' <laughs> offensive Ray coordinator. Ray. Just ask. Huh? They're on CCO. I had no idea. Well, good for them. The more you know. Well, now you can start listening to him. Mm-hmm. Um, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. 8.30. Holy shit, does, that mean, does 1,500 have anybody? Uh, yeah, they got gopher hockey. They have gopher hockey? Mm-hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, because the fans got the Wild and the Vikings. Yep. And the Twins got on. And the, gopher football. The fans got gopher football. Stations. Yeah. Gopher football is... On the fan. Man. Go for basketball is God knows where. Oh, where um, is go for basketball? Radio K. It's on our fillings. <laughs> no, they're on fifteen hundred because they played in that. Uh, they played in what Puerto Rico or Dominican Republic or Haiti or wherever the hell they were, and uh, yeah, they preempted Mackie and Judd because it was at like eleven in the oh, morning. Okay. Like him, yeah. So okay. they're on fifteen hundred. Okay. Huh. Wow. Well, we got the the sports radio landscape mapped out. Okay. Yeah, I just I should have mentioned we're still recording. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> should have cut you off about ten sorry minutes ago about there. That, I'm yeah. sorry. Well, anyway, the wolves are very exciting, and Sam Mitchell is is. You know, I wish I had the energy to troll you back, Clarence, because every time they win, obviously, you ask me to apologize to Sam. And there's been a billion moments where I've wanted to, and I just haven't had the heart because I don't even want to talk about it because it's Cause kind I, of a bummer. Troll me. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, whatever. Shrug my shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you'll like this, though, and I still haven't got any context to it. Um, so I need to, so don't judge too much. You should go look into it. But there was one point, a question last night in a post game with uh, Mitchell. And I don't know what the question was regarding about their struggles. And he said, uh, they haven't had any time to practice because their practice facility, the floor is just always booked. There's other people practicing, so they haven't really had time to practice. No, it wasn't the practice facility. It was Target Center. Target Center. The said, It's just always booked. It's overscheduled. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Rochester Mayo Wait. just put in like $30 million practice facility <laughs> like a year or two ago that they have full access to their own private courts. And he's like, well, I mean, we just aren't able to run down and have a quick practice at this uh, public whatever the hell he's talking yeah. about. That was his excuse. The Sometimes saddest concerts in there. Saddest excuse I've ever heard, which is it's so ridiculous. That that's why I'm saying like I'm not even judging because I have to have heard that wrong. So it'll probably come out I, that we it, we were misunderstood, but uh, boo, if he meant that. Is there an NBA team that has unlimited access to the court, to their home court, and that court has no other events going on? No, no way. It can't in be. The league. I, I, I would, like I would have to State, imagine it's... Could, like, can Steph Curry just go down to the Golden State Arena. The Oracle, I think it's called. 
the oracle and just the shoot whenever. You... I, I have to assume that that's got a concert once in a while. It's in a uh, a fairly major metropolitan area. Knicks play at Madison Square Garden. I think that's used for other purposes. <laughs> they got one or two concerts going on. Yeah, maybe one or two. I was reading an SI article about LeBron James, and he has um, he does a lot of his personal shooting on his own time at his alma mater, his high school. Once it's closed, he'll go back in there. So there are options if you need he to get did some not work done. That. Yeah, I swear to God, he said again. I. I want to reserve judgment to go research a little bit more if it was said in any manner, but Krasinski wrote it and immediately was like, I ain't buying that shit or something. So, mm-hmm. and Krasinski's a, you know, he's usually not a guy to take something out of context and whatever. So, no. Uh, just, just perfect. He's such a, he's Do just fans a, like him, Sam, in general. Like, I think did like him, I think, just because they remember him from his playing days when he was just like that lunch pail type of grinded out Sam Mitchell type. He is an old so school if there guy. there was like a, like they do for Congress, like a favorable rating, unfavorable, what would it be for Sam Mitchell amongst all Wolves fans, not just Oof. the ones that you hang out with, but like just in general. The just whole in thing. general? I'd say dead yeah. even. I'd say 50-50. I was going to say 55% just because they are playing pretty well. Yeah. And it's new. I mean, it's he's 18 games into it. So. And if you're not paying a ton of attention, you go, hey, you know what? They're competitive. They haven't been in a while. They're playing pretty okay defense. They're he's got them working hard. 20% of the games. And... Yeah. John, let me ask you this. Uh, because I think Zimmer's probably the most, would get the highest favorable rating in this town. I think Molitor would get second. Mm-hmm. Who would be third, Yo or Mitchell? And you're saying, in John's opinion, or the public? In jo- no, not in, jo- in John's opinion. Who would fans? Who would fans say? Okay, in this town, yeah. Because I, I don't think he. Uh, maybe you do have a. John would have a pulse on both. As, as far as yeah, you're right. He's the best person. He's the one. Him. Let me think. I think. Again, this is not your personal opinion. It's over yeah. the spectrum of fans. John, while you're thinking, should we talk about some of the other things on the radio? On other. Yeah, let's talk, <laughs> let's talk more about the CTO Does, does the United have a radio outlet? What is 107.1 doing in the mornings nowadays? What do they got going on? You got some gals? Maybe. Some gals just, just gabbing? Gal gab? Friend of the program, Marley McMillan. Oh, hey, oh, what's hey. up, Marl? I think Yo probably has a better favorable rating, because I get I the sense most Wild fans don't really care about the coach. You think it's like 60-40, Yo, and Mitchell's 50-50? Yeah, I think it would be like Yo is fifty nine percent favorable, Mitchell's fifty six percent favorable, or something like that. Neck and neck, but Yo gets them. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think so. I have to think though. The average Wolves fan has zero opinion on Sam Mitchell so far, right? I mean, they're twenty games in or whatever. It's, yeah, it's not even not twenty even basketball. It is true. Basketball it. season until like February, so. So I'll ask at this time next year again. I would say I there's probably more Wild fans who have a strong opinion about Mike Yo than there are Wolves fans who can name their head coach. <laughs> I think that's fair. Fair enough. Not a whole lot of people paying attention to the Wolves just yet. I think they will soon. Um, and it will be interesting if... You know, we've talked about it a lot, and I don't think it means anything about either sport, but... Um, when they're both good at the same time, it'll be fun to see like if the ratings are even somewhat or what people are talking about. Because right now, I mean, obviously, no one gives a shit about the Wolves and they haven't for a while. So, but it's getting better, I think. But I'm in my bubble. 
What do I know? Before we wrap, John, I think you said you wanted to talk some soccer stuff. Well, we could talk some soccer stuff. Did you say what radio station they're on? <laughs> I don't think we talk about their radio home. We, they think, don't have, we think they're on my talk. I think is it's my my talk or cool one oh eight. I remember a few years ago somehow the team got I can't even remember which station it was on, but they got old Tom Reed to call a few of their games. Soccer? Yeah. Tommy Reed How calls you soccer. Call, I, I look, I know we give you <laughs> grief about soccer, but in all seriousness, how do you call a soccer game on the radio? <laughs> I, I got a story for you. You have to be a diehard, right, to understand the positioning. and. So, they, so they have a the, couple they years have ago. golf on the radio, too. Sorry. They have have golf on the radio. I think this would have been the 2010 World Cup. I was driving up to St. Cloud because I was going to... Watch a good hockey team. I was meeting someone there. and oh, Brandon, I love the first The first exit you get to when you're going from the cities to St. Cloud is 775 and Augusta and stuff. Stu knows better. He lives yeah, that's the McStop exit. Yeah, the McStop exit. And that was where I was supposed to meet someone, but I was listening to Brazil play the Netherlands on the radio. I'm not sure how I found it. I had no idea the World Cup would be on the radio. It must have been on ESPN Radio or something. You had it like on that. 660 The Bear out of Sock Rapids. So I was <laughs> So I was listening to this game on the radio and also keeping an eye out for the exit. And I was past Collegeville, which is far on the other side of St. Cloud. Yes, before I realized that I'd missed this exit. Transfixed. Just That's absolutely great. transfixed. I think it is by the time you get to college. You're no. visualizing the pitch. Mm-hmm. With, with soccer, you really have to try to translate what they're saying on the radio into a mental picture of what it looks like, because otherwise it's just this guy passed to this guy. He's you have to daydream. Kind of, yeah. You're forced to daydream. Yeah. But it was so, good for you, right? So you're a diehard, so it made sense to you on the radio. It, it was more fun than listening to my cousin who was with me. Fucking cousin. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I can't imagine what that would sound like. I love ho- I love soccer, but I don't. I'm not a expert, so I think I'd probably get you pretty love lost. Soccer? Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's really when good. When did you start loving? Soccer? Well, I don't know. I I, I want to say like I enjoy it a lot. I love the idea of it and the concept, but I'm not We've like. We've all said things tonight that we don't mean, Brandon. I mean the Tracy Clay's thing that I. We've all said things we don't mean. It's don't fine. pull me into your terrible <laughs> statement. Take it back. You get away from me. Get your hands (laughs) off of me. (laughs) No, I like soccer a lot. It's great. Um, And speaking of which, the team followed Clarence's lead and basically just kicked Manny Lagos upstairs. Is that correct, John? Um, What what is happening is that Manny Lagos, who was the head coach slash what they call technical director, which is sort of like general manager. Now he is only going to focus on being general manager and his top assistant coach. Who you you guys would like his top assistant coach. He's kind of a nutcase. His name's Carl Craig. He's from north of England. You can't understand a thing he says. He's a legitimately crazy person. Was he an oasis? He he played bass for oasis. That or Arctic Monkeys. He's got to be one of the two. There are clips on YouTube of his days in a punk band. Of course there are. Uh-huh. Wow. I love this guy. Yep. What instrument did he play? Uh, I can't remember. Screaming. He might bass. Have been the bass player. He, 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 he had to be a bass player. Do like him. 
he's he's big into psychology and that kind of stuff. He just is a legitimately crazy person, and I think he's going to be very popular. Now, did they say this was because the local media and the person of one Clarence Swamp Town was calling for Lagos to step away? Calling for heads? I've always gotten the sense that Lagos really liked building and really liked trying to find new players and figure out how to fit a team together, but didn't particularly enjoy coaching a team. Which is what Clarence was saying. No, Clarence was saying nothing of the sort. That's exactly what I was saying. Clarence and was it, calling for firing. I think embarrassing it took this long for it to happen, but I'm happy that it finally did. Clarence has a problem with authority and wants everyone in an authority position fired. Yeah, and then a new person John, replaces them and he hates them too. That, uh, for example, let's say okay. that the St. Saint Paul Saints became a Major League Baseball team. Just for example. It's, it would never happen, obviously, but just... Just play out this terrible example. Yes, of course. We'll play along. This is a terrible example, and I know where you're going, but I'm going to stick with it. (laughs) So far from reality, but yeah. The St. Paul Saints wouldn't keep their coach. They wouldn't keep their manager. Is their manager bad? You already lost me. They're, (laughs) They're moving up in leagues, but they're keeping... Everybody the same? You're saying they need to find a coach who could only coach in the MLS because Manny couldn't possibly do it. He's a step lower. Like, you wouldn't, like, there's a coach who would be able to coach in the major leagues but would never want to coach for the Saints or something, like an MLS only guy. In a way, yeah. They don't want to open up the position for a, you know, a, a national search or anything. They're just going to. Well, I mean, they already have. They're not in MLS yet, is the thing. So maybe something will change by the time they get to MLS. Ah. They they haven't announced Carl Craig is our coach for the rest of time. He's the coach for next year. If they do keep everybody the same, will will you scrutinize them? How will you want me to scrutinize them? Just exactly like I just did. So. All right, if if we're going to take this farcical discussion out, tell me what you think about Carl Craig's coaching style won't translate to MLS. Oh, I'm going to miss the farcical layer in all of this. Now we just have to talk like regular. You you don't you am I losing my damn mind? You don't see it, an issue with an assistant coach of a minor league soccer team being named just just for the sake of continuity, being the name the head coach of a major league soccer team. Okay, he hasn't been named like, the head coach of a major league soccer team. The Cedar Rapids Colonels were suddenly named a major league baseball the Cedar Rapids Rapids team and are still playing in the minor leagues next year. Well, no, let's say they were named a major league baseball team. So Tommy Watkins is now their fucking manager, and you would just go, well. What is it about Tommy Watkins' style that you don't like as a manager? What's what's the problem with Tommy Watkins being a manager? Do you know anything about Tommy Watkins' style? That that would not be a front issue. (laughs) Clarence, I cannot stress this enough. They are not a Major League Soccer team right now. They are not a Major League Soccer team next year. 
And that's what I'm saying. If they keep it the way that they are, as people are saying they may, will you scrutinize them? Who is saying that they may? People. People. Will I scrutinize them? Yeah, because at that point, we'll have okay, that's it, what then. kind of coach Carl Craig is. Maybe they'll win every game they play next year, in which case I think I would probably advocate that they keep Carl Craig for the first year of MLS. If they win every game as a minor league soccer team, then that means he is a, going to be a good Major League Soccer All right, coach. let's back up for a second. What do you think is very different about Major League Soccer versus the NASL? There's more players. <laughs> yeah, they. Have, you mean on the field at one time or on the team? Field's bigger. Field's bigger. So let That's me. Not true. For let anyone me, who's not a soccer fan listening to this podcast, they use the same site. <laughs> Do not listen to Clarence. If you're playing in Tampa Bay, but that's a different story. This, haven't there been like it's college so football teams that have went up uh, a league? Like, didn't NDSU recently or UND or South or something? Didn't some of these teams go from Division Two to One A or or something? Yes. And keep their same coach? I don't know. If, so was Craig Gold NDSU's first? D one football coach. I don't remember. When you go from that, you know, that seems to be more apt than like a minor league because to major leagues, that's so that's be. insane. So you wouldn't necessarily be like, "Hey, coach, you've done an amazing job with this program. Now from D two, now we're D one. Oh, by the way, you're fired. Now we need to get a D one coach in here. I you would. couldn't possibly. You, yeah. <laughs> but is that? <laughs> yes, I would. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying that either. Um, it's it's uh, it's interesting. So, what's the guy's name? This punk? Do we like him a lot? He's a sportive guy, right? Carl Craig. Carl Craig. Craig yeah, Sagan. Carl Craig. Okay, cool. Good I to know. Carl Craig is a pretty sportive guy. Sounds sportive. We'll be monitoring you, Carl. You can have him on. Yeah, can we? We could, but you can't understand the thing he says. So it's perfect. That's well, most of us. Yeah, me on. <laughs> It'll be like Stu with that nine second delay episode. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. Uh, all right, I think we're out of time. Tommy Watkins. No, that's right. You love Tommy Watkins. You love Tommy Watkins. That's your takeaway here. That's the end of it. Oh, I was, I'm going to be holding him to that's this. That's the conclusion. <laughs> what did I say that you're going to hold me to? He's going to just per- He's I'm gonna- going to scrutinize him. Let's see how he coaches yep. next year. He hasn't he hasn't even officially been named the head coach yet, much less coached a soccer game. I think scrutinize is a general enough term though that actually is part of your job description, John. So of course you're going to scrutinize in a way. Right. I'll scrutinize him. Yeah. I'll scrutinize him good. Scrutinize him. We'll see. Real we'll good. See. Uh okay. Lightning round, the Twins have signed Bunghole Park, which is great, I think. He's going to be playing. They didn't even get to that part. He's going to be playing DH. It seemed like a good contract. They signed him for almost nothing. It's not going to, like, kill him if he's a boss. Yeah, for the price they got him for, you can sign 10 guys for that. I mean, they could have signed him for $10 a year. It wouldn't have hurt the poll ads. Wouldn't have mattered at all, but this is so little. It's such a little dollar amount, though, that even if he's an absolute terrible bust and doesn't even make it through the season, it's like... Well, we just did that with Kendris Morales. It, it shit happens. So the weird, the weird thing no is with, with the way baseball revenues are now, it actually doesn't matter if the Twins sign anybody to any contract. There, none of it matters. It's 
are the players any good? Like Ricky Nolasco has a terrible contract. It doesn't matter a bit. They can afford to pay him. They've got plenty of revenue to pay him. The problem is that because he has such a large contract, they feel the need to pitch him in baseball games, which is the real problem. The sunk cost issue. Yeah, he's exactly. taking up a roster spot is more important than the money. If they wanted to sign Young Ho Park for $102 million a year, they could afford it. But it's not a good idea because then they have to play Young Ho Park every game, and who knows how good he's going to be. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point. Well, we'll see. It'll be uh, it'll at least be interesting. It won't be boring. Um, I think that's it. That's all I got. Cool. We talked about everything we wanted to talk about tonight. Isn't that amazing? Wow. It's a good podcast. It was a good podcast. All right. Join us next week. We say this usually after we uh, hit end on the record. We got to talk more about Saved by the Bell. We talked about that before we recorded. Now we can talk about it some more. Next week we'll talk. We'll try to talk on air about Saved by the Bell. Um, We will hopefully uh, yell at John Moore about soccer. And I really, really, really want to get into a DVOA discussion next week. Yep. <laughs> I think that would be great. And then Next we'll, week is going to be a two-hour lecture on the mathematics of DVOA. I want to just say an hour, then I want to get into an hour of um, Mike Zimmer's responsibility for an offense. Because <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. Norv! Sounds great. Um, okay, well, uh, that's it for us. Uh, we love you. We care about you. We can't wait to see you again. Go Husky Fool. Goodbye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.